0: Hey, you guys, I want to interrupt this podcast because I have something time-sensitive that I want you to know about. On September 13th, 14th, and 15th, I'm hosting a online three-day event, and it's absolutely free. All you have to do is register. We're calling it Created for More because we believe deep down inside all of us, there's a voice really connected to the way God created us that knows there's more on our life than maybe what we're living. And we want to help get that out, that purpose and that call. So we're going to look at three main topics we believe are critical for you to live this full, wholehearted life that you're called to. We're going to look at defining your boundaries. We're going to look at hearing and knowing God's voice. And we're also going to discover how to chase those dreams God's way, and maybe even find out if they're his dreams. So join me it's absolutely free September 13th through the 15th. And if you like want to invite somebody this is the perfect event because you can be anywhere. You can live anywhere. If you're in England, if you're in Ireland, if you're in Australia, this event is perfect for you. You can come to the event. So, how do you get signed up? Very easy. Go to the truthacademy.com. That's the truthacademy.com. Or click the link in our show notes and make sure you sign up. Once you sign up, we'll take it from there and make sure you get all the reminders and you won't miss a thing. You guys, I'm so honored to do this life with you. And I really believe these are the moments that change our lives. All right, you guys, this is the Kennington Ketchup. It is long overdue. I think the last time we talked, I dropped some serious bombs (laughs) about things we're thinking about and praying about and all the things. So today I want to give you a highlight of what our conclusion is and are we moving? I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about some of the things I'm thinking about as my eldest son goes in high school. Like let's talk about high schoolers. And then I also want to talk about our vacation and some of the things that we do to help make it cost effective and why we value getting away, having time away. So let's jump into a conversation and the way that I like to lead this conversation or lead is really the wrong word, but host this conversation is I want it to feel like I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling you you're one of my friends and I want to give you some of the things I'm thinking about, but also just, I want you to be able to hear my process. Sometimes if you're like me, I really value the way somebody processes specific things and why they make the certain decisions. And maybe the, you know, that, that behind the scenes narrative. I was always that person that loved the true Hollywood story. Do you remember those that that TV show that they would take some Hollywood actress or somebody that everybody thought had this perfect life and they would unpack that hidden true story of Hollywood. And it was fascinating and interesting and intriguing and kind of addictive. And you just wanted to find out why they were who they were. And so that's kind of what I want Uh, catch up with the Cunnington's to be like is that true Hollywood story that it looks glamorous it's not glamorous it may look perfect it is far from perfect and it may even look well like we're just on a automated conveyor belt of life but there are things that we are thinking about praying about and I want to show you how we do that so let's talk for a few minutes about what's been happening with us and are we moving somewhere else and specifically are we moving to nashville now if you heard our other my other conversation my other podcast then you would know that we were on our way out to nashville to explore we are asking god the question what's next what do you have for us and If you've ever been in that season before where you're asking God what's next, you realize that A, you probably have some ideas of what you'd like God to do. So, hey, just so you know, I'm voting this way. (laughs) You also might actually have some questions about why you are where you are. And maybe even the things that you've tried to ignore begin to be really clear. Like, I actually don't like that about my life and I don't actually enjoy this aspect and I don't really like the heat and I don't know if I wanna be a part of a mega church, and I don't know if I want my kids to be at the same school for their their whole growing up. You know, just things you think about and uh, there's good and bad to both sides, but uh, those are the things I'm thinking about as well as can I actually do what's on my life somewhere else? Or does the atmosphere in which I'm doing it really matter? And is that part of the secret sauce to the call of God on our lives? And so when we went out to Nashville, my brother in law said it well, he said, I was looking for a yes. That is exactly how I felt we were experiencing Nashville. We were very excited to go there. Um, My cousin and his wife had this beautiful home they just moved into and we landed on a pillow. It was the perfect way to land in Franklin. And we just, yeah, from the moment we landed, it was just wonderful. And we sat up and talked till the next morning, really, really late phone call or uh, phone calls or um, conversations and then really good dinner. And we explored and went to church and we had a fantastic time. Fantastic. But you guys, God did not speak to us about landing there. In fact, He didn't speak much to us, which was kind of discouraging because you know how it's like, God, just give me the answer and I'll do it. I'll sacrifice. I'll make it happen. And we didn't hear anything. And my husband, Ben, definitely doesn't feel like that door's closed right now. He is still in the process of believing and praying and hoping and, you know, maybe God's going to do it. And I felt in my own heart as his life partner and wife and cheerleader that I don't have to be at the same place he is. And that's okay. In fact, I'm kind of excited that he's in a process of asking questions and exploring, and he's just not like that in, in our lives. He's very like steady Eddie that the fact that he's thinking about going somewhere or considering a new atmosphere is really interesting to me. So I'm just kind of watching it. I'm not trying to make it a big deal. I'm just giving him space to be right to happen. So we are left nashville came home didn't really get a chance to really talk very much about it um just here and there and then finally went on that long road trip to arizona to get our passport which if you followed my insta stories you know we're ready to go to mexico and then we look at grayson's passport and it expired a month ago i know (laughs) so bad we've done that before we're not perfect when it comes to those things we neither Ben and I are that administrative and so we are very responsible but we're not administrative does that make sense are you like that where we get it done because it's the responsible thing to do but we rarely have a system or can do it on our own without somebody helping us or you know some kind of reminder so We panicked and realized we're not going to be able to go on vacation as a family if we don't go get this passport. So we went to San Francisco to see if maybe we could beg, plead, borrow, and they were not interested in that. They actually wouldn't even see us. And you guys, I felt so frustrated initially. Like, okay, really? You know, we've called... We've emailed, like, really? There's nothing we can do? You You have appointments three to four weeks away and that's all? And initially, I'm like, well, can't you just have one person? We're all willing to wait in line for 10 hours. Just have one person that's willing to help people that need to be seen. And then I met a bunch of people in line that were at grave places in their life. Mom is at the hospital, you know, a family member passed away. We want to go to their wake or their funeral. And just sitting there hearing these stories of people that are pleading and devastated and have sent all the paperwork in months ago and have heard nothing. It's just so sad. And the way that the San Francisco Passport Office handled them was without any kind of grace. I mean, just as if we were asking for something ridiculous. And I'm like, really? Because I don't think it's ridiculous to have to go somewhere else in the world and to not hear back from you for months. And that's not our story, but for these people, it just made me so sad and a little fired up. But we turned around and Ben and I knew that if we weren't able to get the San Francisco passport, then we would consider driving to Tucson, Arizona, because one of you, incredible Insta family members, just people, somebody on Instagram inboxed me the story of Tucson and how they were actually doing same day passports. So I inboxed her, the woman, not the, the woman who gave us, obviously the friend on Instagram. But the woman who put the story out there that you could get the passport, I inboxed her. (laughs) And she said, yes, I've had 10 friends do this. Tucson is open. So Ben and I, we looked at each other and said, well, we are four hours from home. We're in San Francisco. Either we turn around and we go home or we keep driving. And we decided we'd keep driving. So we drove all the way to Tucson, Arizona, landed at 1 a.m. in the morning, got into this little hotel, we had the dog, we had the four kids piled in, got up the next morning, 6 a.m., you know, put the dog out, went and got coffee in the lobby, got dressed, showed up at the passport office, and it was seamless. They were gracious and kind and helpful. It was like I lived in a different country. It was just crazy. And it just, Oh, you guys know I love California, but it just reminds me again how crazy California is. It's ridiculous. It's insane. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just insane. And so, you know, anyway, this is we got to pray for our state. But we get the passport, we drive back and we land at 3 a.m. Friday morning. I pack, get everybody ready to go, and we fly out Saturday morning for Mexico. So it was so such a blur. Um, but we that that was all happening in the midst of all, you know, all the other things we had planned. It's been a crazy, crazy season. So that's when we got to talk about Tucson, Arizona was when Ben and I had a chance to drive for that 24-hour trip. And that's when we were able to sit and just Talk about what God was doing in our hearts. And there was no conclusion. We just felt like, okay, God has not spoken to us about it. Um, we don't we know enough to not do something without God wanting us to do it. We're smart enough to know that. And so we just said, okay, we're gonna wait. So we are waiting on God. And I don't know what he's going to do. All I know is that as long as I'm where God has me, that's all that matters. And if he has me somewhere, then I'm going to give it all I've got. And so we're in Reading. Our home church is Bethel. And we're going to give it all we got while we're here. And I would love God to say you're here forever. I love Bethel. I love our our community. Um, I have no, no complaints about any of that. That would be never the reason we're leaving. It's purely just... California. It's just difficult. It's terribly expensive. It's complicated. Taxes are complicated. Nonprofits are complicated. It's very liberal. It's just an uphill battle. And we know it. We know that that's where we're going. We've had many friends that have transitioned out of the state that are, you know, ministers, they hold nonprofits. And they're just saying, we don't, we're not going to be protected. And so we've got to get out. Here's the thing, you know, just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean you need to do it. But also, I don't know, maybe God wants us to sacrifice to be in California. And, and I'm okay with that too. Like whatever, God, you got us right. You have our hearts and we want to do this. So that was the story with Nashville. I'll keep you guys updated if anything else happens, but we're just in that stage of God did not say yes. And so we're just in that season of Kids are signed up for school. You know, we've got a full travel schedule coming up this fall and we're just in it. We're just in it. We're going to do it until God changes direction. So that's another thing that we thought about was that our eldest is going to high school in less than two months. That is so wild. When you begin to realize your kids are old enough to be adults. I mean, we have four years. There's so many things. (laughs) I still want to teach Judah and... I just, I'm just fast forwarding everything I know how to do, you know, make sure he knows how to make spaghetti, make sure he knows how to clean a toilet, make sure he knows how to budget, make sure that he knows, uh, you know, how to have character and standards and all the things. It's just nonstop. But if you have any tips and tricks on being, having high schoolers, as I keep going in this journey, I would love to hear your thoughts specifically about raising boys in high school. It's just gonna be a journey. In fact, I just dropped all four boys off at camp. It was <laughs> so wild. I have four boys in the back, not my kids, two of somebody else's and two of mine. And just looking at our boys, thinking this is wild. I have four men in the car that are living in this season generation. Jesus help them, they're good guys. I really am proud of our boys. So, okay, I think I wanted to share one more thing with you. So that's high school. And then I want to talk about vacations. So we went on vacation this last week. Now, this started, I want to tell you guys kind of how this happened. So back in the day, my parents, when I was 19 years old, we decided that we would go to Cabo, Mexico. And I'd never been there, never heard of it. And it was really a very small little town on the ocean Not a lot of people went there, but my parents were given a week at someone's timeshare and we went on the timeshare spiel, which you guys, now we all know what that means. But back in the day, it was like, what? You're going to give us wave runners for the day and you're going to take $200 off our bill? Absolutely. We had no idea that it was going to (laughs) be like your entire half a day of vacation, but we did it. And my parents bought two weeks at a at a timeshare in cabo so we grew up my young adulthood we went to cabo every year and it was dirt cheap it was inexpensive we always said it was like the poor man's hawaii and we would go there all the time and we loved it i mean pool ocean good food we just loved it and i i'll never forget this one time while we were there I was 25 and really single and really wanted to be married. And I remember we were having dinner, my mom, my dad, and I, because my sister was living in England and had been dating her now husband. And my dad had a dessert come out and it was like a celebratory, some some kind of dessert. And my dad, he looked at me and he said, Next time you come here, I'm believing that you're going to have a husband. And I did not have that in mind. I didn't know I didn't know who I was going to marry at that point, but God did. And you guys, the next time I went back, Ben Cunnington was with me. Isn't that wild? And we've gone there every almost every other year for 20 years. And I've gone there when I'm pregnant. I've gone there when I've had infants. I remember doing the it's your turn to change the diaper at the pool. You know a little routine we've done all that and this time we took our kids and it was a complete blast my sister and her husband haven't been able to go as much because her husband had more of an intense job that he had to be at and they had a very limited window of vacation so they didn't always go but this time they said we're going and we said well we're going and we decided that we would meet up for dinner and do fun things during the day and our time in Mexico would overlap, but not be the exact same time. And so we had a complete blast, but I wanna go back to how we do vacations, why we do vacations and why we believe it's really important. So when we, again, you know, at 19, we started doing Cabo uh, or going to Cabo, but we had gone on vacation all growing up with my parents and my parents didn't make a lot of money. They were ministers. So we would, you know, my mom always said, we would see the world on a beer budget. And that's exactly what it felt like. We'd stay in people's homes and we'd borrow people's cars, uh, but we got to see and experience a lot of cool places growing up. And so I always valued time away. That was really important to me. And I I saw the value. So when Ben and I got together, Ben never went on vacation growing up. In fact, the only vacation he went on was usually a road trip to family um, and stay at at grandma's house or grandpa's house. And then he would come back. So when him and I got together, I would talk about vacationing and he looked at me like, that is incredibly luxurious and way over the top. No, we're not spending our money going on vacation. And so we, we used to have these really big conversations about it. And he would always, because he was super kind, he would, he would do it. But kind of with digging in his heels. And I remember one time being at our counselor's office and I explained about vacation. And she looked at him and said, why do you think that vacations are a luxury and not a necessity? And he went on to say, well, it just feels like why do we need to go somewhere? And she said, actually, it's very normal for people to get rest and to take time to refocus and reboot and rejuvenate to start the next season. And so we started having these really big conversations around time away. Now I want you to understand that we always did vacations, but we did it as cheap as we could. I mean, we would do, we camp, we would get all of our camping stuff. We'd find some campground and we'd spend a week at the lake or a week at the beach. And that's how we vacation, but we'd always set our time every single summer and every single season to go away, to unplug and to just be together. And sometimes as we made more money, we could go to Cabo or Hawaii, but other times we still go back to the simple basics. In fact, sometimes you can find a mission space. We used to vacation on a mission space and they would let ministers stay for free. There's also vacation homes down the coast that are very inexpensive for ministers. We would just do whatever it took to just have some time. And what I want to say to you guys is you need to get away and rest and get refreshed. It is not luxurious. It is a necessity. And the idea and the reason I think we often don't want a vacation is we've done it the the wrong way, which is, we're going to go crazy and then we're going to spend the next three years paying off that trip that is not what i'm talking about and i I beg you please do not do that because what i recommend is you have to be strategic and you have to be resourceful but getting away is so important and i actually think even now at my age and all the seasons we've had i think you have to get away every quarter whether that's 24 hours at a hotel, even if it's even a staycation, just somewhere that you can just say, I'm going away, I'm unplugging, I'm taking some time. It's just so, so critical. I remember Ben and I, we house it for friends. So they would go away on a vacation and we would stay at their home. And whether they had a pool or we'd bring our bikes and just time to be together, it's so critical. And so I'll never forget the day that Ben came up to me and said, you know what? And he had tears in his eyes. He said, you were right. I value vacations so much. I can't imagine life without vacations. And I knew he was a believer. He had been converted and it was so important. And even at this point, sometimes I'll even say to, my, to Ben, like, if you need to stay home and do it, You know, you do your thing. I'll go to my mom's house for the week, take the kids and just bring my books and go to the lake or go swimming and just get away. And I think that's really important. Ben and I even would partner trips that we'd go on in ministry and we just take a day at the end or a day in the beginning and just take some time to get away. So it doesn't have to be fancy. Please don't go into debt for this, but value it even if you're a young couple and you think well i don't have kids and we're both working and we really don't have a crazy life the habit of vacation is so important to your life and to the way you process and some of you you're empty nesting now and you've had kids and you haven't had the money and now i want to encourage you take the time it's time to get away and refocus and just do something If you like to be in the outdoors, do that. If you like to hike, hike. If you like to be at a glamorous hotel, find that. One of the secrets that we do to to make it inexpensive for us, and again, this fits our lifestyle. You'll have to do what's good for you. But we save all of my miles all year long for vacation. So I travel for a living. And so I have a lot of miles from that. But we also have a credit card that we buy all of our flights on for work and we buy certain things with it and we are able to use those miles. And so whether we buy a trip with those miles at another event and then flip it and buy, you know, I don't know, we just do it, we do it in an ethical way, but basically I save up all those miles to go. So to go to Cabo, I didn't pay for anybody to get there. So that saves us thousands of dollars. And then another thing that we do is we use a website called Red Week. No, I am not sponsoring Red Week, but it's this really cool website where it's other people that own timeshares that need to rent out their week. And they'll do it in a very inexpensive way. And so that's how we have always gone to Cabo is we've always used Red Week and we rent a week away and it's fantastic. I'll never forget, you can get a two-room luxurious condo for $1,000 for the week. I mean, just really, really reasonable. And we always just make that work. Another trick that we do is we always try to only eat one meal out. So this doesn't happen every time, but this is kind of my rule of thumb, is we always hit the store and we buy breakfast foods, some things for some sandwiches, late night snacks. And so we always have food in the house, which I think is a really great way to relax. But we also don't charge breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, everything on one bill. It really cuts the cost. And so we just know, okay, today when's our meal out. And we know it's either gonna be dinner or beautiful lunch or maybe even a brunch, but we keep it really simple. And to me, that saves us so much money and then um, lastly we plan ahead and i think last of vacations can sometimes be cheap but they often cost you more and so i always think book way out look at all the prices buy when it's a good price and save it save it for a time and there's just something about getting ahead of it that really can save you good money and just makes you really prepare. One last thing, this is super cool. They did this uh, study um, that psychologically, the same endorphins that you experience on vacation is the exact same endorphins you experience while planning vacation. Did you catch that? The exact same endorphins and the high that you're experiencing Being on vacation is sometimes even more of an endorphin release while planning. So this is why some of you love to plan your trips and maybe your partner's like, gosh, you're obsessed. You're always planning and you're dreaming and you're scheming and what is it? Well, you can now let them know that that is because you're getting those reward hormones by simply planning the next experience. And I love that. That gives me permission to enjoy the planning and not look at it like it's indulgent. So that's what's up for us. We don't always do it all the same, but in general we usually do, Ben and I get away in January by ourselves and that's kind of our goal setting weekend away that we sit and we go, okay, what does this year look like? What are we working on? We usually even whiteboard our kids. So we will write down Hudson and then we'll talk about where he's succeeding and where we, what we want to work on. Or sometimes we'll whiteboard our financial goals or all the things. And then another thing we do that week is we take our entire year and we section out those vacations at first. So we say, okay, these are the quarters and here's when we're going to get away each quarter. And that's really helpful because if you don't set it aside, you won't do it. There's too many things to do and too many commitments. And so you really have to put it in there first. It's the big rocks, right? That need to fit in first before the other things are added. And then we usually get away in the spring somewhere, whether it's, you know, spring break, it's my parents' house for a week. It's something we always try to go somewhere where there's a little sun and you start to feel like you're getting out of the winter blues. We always do a vacation in the summer. Usually that's more of a full family, you know, sun. Just fun, adventurous, something to do. And then in the fall, usually Ben and I go away for a anniversary trip or something. We've even taken Judah or Hudson on their 13th birthday, so that's definitely been included. But yeah, so that's kind of where we land and it takes planning, but it's well worth it. All right, you guys, I hope that this helped you. I believe I caught you up on almost everything. I've got more always, so check back next week. But other than that, I love you and I will catch up with you next time.